Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yahoo Finance presents It's a Jungle Out There, the podcast where we take a wild approach to work and management. Penguins. They seem to have the parenting thing down. Some species, like the male emperor penguins, have to sit on an egg for more than two months before it hatches, while the females go to look for food. Other species have the science of co-parenting down to a T, where the male takes the first parenting shift and then the female takes over, alternating often. So if penguins have got it right, why can't humans follow suit? I'm Leanna Brindard, and in this week's episode, we take a look at how society and workplaces need to rethink parental dynamics. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Joining me today are the comedians Helen Thorne and Ellie Gibson, who are working parents and are the stars of the popular Scummy Mummies podcast book, and to the live shows. So today we're talking about penguins and parenting and what we can learn about how they share the load. So when we talk about parenting, it seems like such a big deal, like the guy would stay at home while the woman goes out. I mean, our society seems to, and work, is geared towards that very patriarchal um, set. Do we need to rethink what the parental dynamics are at work? Yes, podcast done. <laughs> the end. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Great. <laughs> Can we just talk about video games now? What, yeah. What um, yeah, absolutely, I, I think so. And this is something I've had a lot of experience with recently because um, my husband is now a contractor, so he's between jobs. So he's actually taken over a lot of the childcare. Um, and I think, you know, that, that's been quite a sort of leap for him to sort of, you know, because, yeah, we are all, I think, trained to think that's how it works. The woman stays at home with the babies. And that's what I did for many years. But now Scummy Mummies has taken off. So we're out and about. We're on tour all over the country all the time. He's not working. We do have a nanny, but she's on maternity leave. So it's kind of fallen to him to sort of, you know, take over, really. So that's been interesting. Yeah, and so, I mean, when it comes to that dynamic, was it a bit weird at the beginning? It seems a silly thing to say, but it's even deep within ourselves. It seems like so much that, as a woman, you do have to be the one staying at home, and if you go out and leave the baby at home, that it feels like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, well, I'll be honest with you, we've, we've had fights about it, you know, we've had rows, because, you know, he was saying, oh, you know, maybe we should get more childcare, and I'd be like, but you're not working at the moment, so... I'm working, so it makes more economic sense for me to go to work and for you to be at home. And, you know, he loves being at home. He loves his kids. He's a great dad and all of that. But I think it is just this weird mindset of, but but that's not what I'm supposed to do all the time. And and, and I said, you know, I let's be fair. I, I did this, you know, when I, was, I took a year maternity leave for both my kids. Um, so I've done it for two years. And then I did all the preschool and the part time and all of that. Um, and he said, oh, well, it's, you know, you're saying, oh, it's it's not about fairness. You know, it's about fairness. And I said, well, it, it's not 
sort of, not really about fairness. It's about basic economics. If I'm making money, I should be the one working. That's how everybody sees it when it's men and women. You know, what, why can't we flip it? And also, I think it's, it's an interesting thing that we, I, when I went uh, back to work as a comedian, I had this similar kind of conversation with my husband. Now we're both working full time. But a lot of those sort of like the mental load stuff is still on me. It's like, have you organised the childcare and who's taking who to guitar lessons and all that sort of stuff. And we've had to rethink that all because when I was at home with the kids, of course I would do all the sort of, you know, supermarket shop and all those sort of stuff. And now it's an even keel that we're both working basically the same hours he's just got to step up and go no no you've got to organize yeah the childcare and and what happens next in the house so I think that's been a really empowering um thing to happen to me it's like well no I'm earning as much if not more than you and that power shift has 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 had to happen really so I mean like one of the interesting things is that over the past few years there seems to have been more of a rapid attitude adjustment I would say in terms of like uh, places at work that have been trying to push for um, better paternity so we talk about maternity and obviously you get you know you can have it up to a year at a lot of places that's like full pay but also in terms of it seems like the mindset as well that a year is really good although you can you know naturally choose to go back to work early if you want to but in terms of um for the guys they have like usually a cap of two weeks so do you think things like that really enforces that mindset like yeah you have two weeks you're done but the you know woman will have a year well, I really like the the Swedish system um, in in Scandinavia. Oh, they do everything right, the Swedes. They do. <laughs> it's a <laughs> utopia. It's yeah. ut- why we aren't all living there or Denmark. I just don't know. Nobody knows. I, I'm going there now. Actually, yeah. it's much. I mean, the guys are hotter. Yeah. Uh, let's be. Let's be honest. So much Lego. Uh, Bacon's good. Oh my god. Hang on. Which one? Are we? That's Denmark. Is oh, it? I remember Denmark. you interviewed a Lego master as well. So they're definitely in. Your yeah, head, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I like the idea of the shared. Um, maternity paternity leave that you know the the woman might do the first five months but then give the give the bloke uh, seven months uh, paternity leave as well and just have the whole year because it's lovely to have that time uh, with the baby and what are they called in Sweden they're called latte dads aren't they because they just hang out hang out and look beautiful with probably coiffed hair and lovely scarves um, but I, I think that's a much fairer system because I remember the f- those first two weeks go so fast and then you know you're left on your own uh, and and then also the husband's still in sleep deprivation as well he's probably up doing nights as well it just just it's it's a broken system that doesn't that doesn't work in real life as well and also it just sort of yeah it basically says oh well he's all right for the first two weeks and then he can go back to work and you need time to bond with your baby but also you should respect that time um, as a growing family as well. So how do you feel um, that taking on the for instance if you're both working full-time how do you feel like the onus feels and having to use childcare or have a nanny and things like that? There used to be a lot of stigma, but I think it's really great that we're now evolving to be able, like, if this is a choice that we want to do. However, it's do you feel that some of that should have um, be taken on, you know, I suppose the burden of providing that childcare or a nanny or greater care from a company or from a certain service? Do you feel like it's more of a backstop rather than... I think the thing is the mentality around childcare in the workplace really needs to change as a sort of basic sort mm. of like starter. Because I remember, again, when my husband was like working full time, um, we would have arguments where he would be like, oh, um, I've got to, you know, uh, you've got to pick uh, thingy up. What are their children? What are my children's names? No Charlie one knows. And Charlie and Joe. <laughs> yeah. You've got to pick one of, the, one of the kids up, you know, from nursery today, you know, uh, uh, 
I can't, but I'd be like, sort of like, well, why is it always me, you know? And he'd be like, well, because, and I said, no, there are women, I promise you, in your office, there are women in your workplace who are having to say, I've got to leave work at five on the dot today to go and pick up Tony. Nobody calls their child Tony anymore. Don't know why I said that. Bring Tony. it back. I think we bring need to it bring back. it back. It's a good name. It's a good <laughs> name. Tony. Little it'd Tony. Be, Tone. Tone. Oh, Come here, Tony. Everyone loves Tony. Put that down, Tony. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I've got to go and get Tony. Um, and women have to do that all the time. And I think men don't. And I said to my husband, you know, you know, you say you're a feminist, you say you believe in equal rights for women. You have to start with changing just the mentality and the culture in your workplace by saying, no, I'm leaving at five o'clock today. My child's not called Tony, but he still needs picking up. And that's what I'm going to do. So I think there are things individuals can do. But yes, absolutely, at a sort of bigger level, of course, it has to come from the top down and companies, if they can provide childcare or be more sympathetic to flexible working, that's hugely helpful, isn't it? Well, I mean, like being really frank, I mean, like childcare is obviously so expensive. And if you don't mind asking, like what kind of percentage do you feel like you have to pay? I know some of my friends, Dave, at one point, um, they went back to work in the full time, but they end up spending about like 75% of one of their salaries on childcare to be able to mm. go back to work. And I find that just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. When I went back to work, I was earning, I cleared £50 a week to work three days a week. And I was a mess. I was really tired. And my work just happened to be uh, closest to the nursery. So I was doing all the drop-offs and pickups because it sort of made sense. And I thought, why didn't... I think I was so tired. And I was just like, oh, yeah, of course I'll do all of that and compromise my career and earn £50 at the end. And, I, I and be sexy. Oh, exactly yeah. right. Do all those things. Never, ever forget that if you're a woman, no, obviously. No, that's right. It's always <laughs> sexy. Oh, that's right. Wear me low tops and my high heels uh, <laughs> while I was earning 50 quid. Um, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I know in Australia they have a childcare rebate, so um, you get a big whack of money back. But uh, it just makes it so prohibitive. And I was in a sort of middle range sort of admin role. So my salary, I think, was about 25 grand a year annually so that's not a it's not a dreadful salary but you know I was earning a lot more than most people so uh, it just doesn't make any sense and so you you either are forced to have a massive career break or earn no money and be completely stressed out so it feels like well I was going to swear but both situations <laughs> aren't great <laughs> let's put it that way I think we can say crap okay crap. okay it was crap <laughs> was it <laughs> crap it's not 1987 what do you like to say oh bunkum yes <laughs> you burk <laughs> That's right. Heavens to Betsy. It was not great. Uh, yeah, but I just, I felt that I had to go back to work because I thought if I didn't go back now, it'd be even harder to go back in and there was pressure from all those sides. And then, um, yeah, and then I just, yeah, just remember that first day dropping my child off and it screaming and me walking all the way down the road still hearing my child cry. But my husband had just obviously gone to work on his bike and had a lovely day. So there we go. Oh, that but sounds traumatic. It is, it is. It's really hard. And, you, and I don't think... so. And all my employers at the time, all my bosses, were, weren't parents. And they gave you that sort of the head tilt, which is like, yeah, we understand. I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't actually understand. Um, yeah, you would make it easier. So I think that's hard. And my, I know my boss, uh, my husband's bosses were non-parents as well. And I think that has a massive impact because there's no you don't have any kind of empathy for what that person's going through. Yeah, exactly. I think that hit the nail on the head. And one, I think one of the biggest issues is that naturally in every work situation, you're going to have a big mix of people. And of course, um, that mix is usually divided into parents and non-parents because there is one of those things that parents will have this whole other level of empathy that non-parents uh 
you know, never would or understand. But there is some things that do you feel that at work and in work situations that that can kind of perpetuate this really vicious cycle on what you can do you go back but like say have to leave a bit early to go and get the kid how how does that affect like day to day in terms of opportunities or being able to get your job done or you know at least get recognition without the head tilt yeah I think it's difficult I think it's difficult for us as well now because now we work for ourselves and we work mm. together and we you know we started our started our business as you say we've <laughs> business not really being slags for money yeah Yeah. (laughs) about five and a half years ago we like we started doing our podcast um just as a laugh really Mm. um and we we certainly didn't think oh and then we'll do a live show and then we'll do a book and then we'll come to yahoo and do a podcast it'd be marvelous Um, thank you very much that was not the plan that was not the vision obviously that bit was but yes i mean that was even before it came around just written yahoo yeah. yeah yeah so we um so we we sort of built it up over five and a half years and we would not have been able to do that first of all without our husbands and the fact that they were well paid which was it meant we were able to go and do terrible comedy gigs for 40 pounds you know and they could still pay the water bill so that was helpful but also i think because we are both parents we are both women and we both understood exactly um, what the other was going through. So if one person had to say, I can't come and do the podcast today, my baby's got the flu, the other one instantly knew there was no, oh, there was no huffy puffy sort of, oh, really, I roll. It was just like, yeah, no, got it, gotcha. Yeah. Um, we, I edited a lot of podcasts while breastfeeding. Uh, you know, we we just, and then we, we just carried babies with us because I had my son Joe in 2014. Um, and yeah, we would just carry him around to photo shoots and things and, you mm. know, festivals and... Yeah, Ellie took him to the BBC and we did a podcast with uh, Jane Garvey, who's the, um, you know, presenter of Woman's Hour. And she was breasting... Uh, breasting? You were breasting your I child. Breasting, yeah. <laughs> uh, breastfeeding your child. And then Joe came off the boob and Ellie still had a boob out. So, yes, so um, Jane Garvey, BBC's Jane Garvey had to tell me. She was like, do you realise your breast is still hanging out? And I was like, I do now, <laughs> Jane Garvey. Thank you. They're very modern. Uh, yeah. So, But yeah, we could be really adaptable and um, like... Yeah, if Ellie was doing some admin, I had once taken Joe around the the block in the pram just so he'd go to sleep or something like that. That's right. I used to edit the podcast when he was too big to breastfeed and edit at the same time. Yeah. I used to edit the podcast and you used to wheel him around the block. And that's... We'd go out for a jack of potato at Sainsbury's. It'd be very nice. Again, it's it's like being married. We don't have to have sex. It's brilliant. (laughs) Highly recommend it, listener. Uh, So, yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
what what would you say are the things that you know non-parents can do to actually just be you know uh, less awful about like lack of understanding <laughs> of what um you know parents have to go through at work because i think one of the things that uh crops up like saying that i have to leave a bit early or having to take that different level of you know admin life admin to make sure that you're going to get the kid or making sure there's um childcare or going to you know take them to lessons things like that whereas like non-parents they can just I mean, although you have social lives, I suppose it's like we don't. You know, we do not have a social <laughs> life. No, it's a but, myth. But non-parents, yeah, they probably, you know, <laughs> I'm saying like social life. But um, yeah. you know, they they'll be like, oh, well, I'm staying later at work. Oh, look, the mum's leaving a bit early, kind of thing. And that that still does happen. I mean, as a manager, like sometimes I'd previously be, been at places where people be like, why does so and so leave it? you know so and so time and I go because that's their lost hours and they have to go and pick up their kids like well can I leave at that time and it's it's this lack of empathy of understanding that things are a bit different I mean how do what would you say to like those people that do have that attitude still because I find it crazy that still happens stop it uh, in that voice, uh, stop it now, uh, Tony. Uh, no, I was, well, yeah, I, I do have empathy for those people as well because I think, yeah, before you have kids, well, this is my experience anyway, you know, before I had my first baby, I was like, I love my job, my job's great, it was full time and uh, it was in video games, which was super fun and I got to fly all over the world and I was like, this is brilliant. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come back to work full time. Yeah, I can't wait. And then I had my baby and I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. I love my baby, it's so good. <laughs> I'm just going to move to Devon and make cake. Like Not Lily Sweden. Allen. Yes. And then that didn't work out either for Lily Allen or myself. Um, but you go, I think you go a bit temporarily nuts. But um, so I sort of totally get why people are, are like, but, you know, I'm working really hard and this company is my life and my, why aren't you? And I think just just try and, you know, try and understand and try and see that they're not being lazy. No, and uh, in give, fact, quite the opposite. They'd love to be lazy. No, uh, that's but, it. And I always think give, give a busy mum a job and she'll do it in half the time because oh. I think mothers and fathers are so infinitely grateful to be in the workplace and they they know their hours when you're I, I just sort of thought how I used to work beforehand I was like but I didn't have a deadline and when you've got a deadline like that you will get you'll get the thing done and you work you'll work double time and I know so many friends who've gone back four days a week but will still do the work equivalent of five or, or or even if they're working three days a week and they are I would say as a general thing they just want to um, they want to do the best. They want to keep their job for starters as well. Um, and also, I, I, I don't see any harm in having a whole, like even like a training course or some kind of an awareness of what it's like because your your working day doesn't finish at five. You run to that nursery to get there. You're sweating. Then you go home and you do bar time, bedtime, and then you barely get a, a minute to yourself by about nine o'clock in which you have a glass of wine and pass out in your own drool on the sofa. But I just think parents work incredibly hard and I think that um, yeah you when you know you don't have a deadline of five o'clock you can go hey, I'll have another coffee and all that sort of stuff um, but yeah I just think there just needs to be a little bit more awareness it's not slacking off at all yeah. it's like the, <laughs> I don't know how because you yeah Ellie was the first person in her entire workplace to be on maternity leave you had to negotiate well I was the, the only woman so that would, yes. it's how that would work <laughs> yes, double I mean, whammy that, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's 
factually correct. Um, yeah, so that was, you know, that was different. Uh, but yeah, I just, I think, and I think what you said about there about the, the person, the mum leaving at five o'clock and the other person's like, why can't I leave at five o'clock? To be honest, I sort of feel like, yeah, why can't they leave at five o'clock? I think the company should be fair and should say, okay, um, this person's got a priority and it's a child they need to, go and deal with that maybe this person's priority is different maybe it's not as important as a child maybe they've got a sick parent maybe they just want to go and have a better work-life balance whatever but they also have a right to 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 do that i i think it should be like fair. denmark denmark does denmark that. you see back denmark. to scandinavia <laughs> so let's far. all get on a plane that's why right. are we still sitting here exactly and like i think they finish it like 4.30 or something, 5 o'clock every day. They don't and start till half past two. Exactly They do about right. 90 minutes. That's it. Yeah, that's they have it. a coffee that's break in the while middle. While they're sitting on one hour. of those exercise balls, yeah. you know, and yeah. playing uh, ping pong, yeah. uh, wearing a nice brightly coloured clothes. I don't know. Yeah, and then they just get handed a fistful of 50 kroner notes on the way out. That's, that's right. It. That's just it. utopia. But yeah, I think, I, think, I think it's the work culture that, a very unhealthy work culture, culture that has developed in which people feel that they're a better better worker works longer hours sort of thing rather than effectively and that comes from the top down the manager should say all right you all go get out does he have to clap does that lend authority <laughs> a little bell <laughs> like school exactly right exactly yeah. right i mean the company i work for though was talking about the, everybody works very it was a startup and everyone worked really hard and all of that and they had to introduce a policy where they forced staff to take holiday because there were members of staff who were so dedicated to schools and working so hard they were going like two three years without having a single holiday and of course it was affecting their mental health and making people stressed and wound up and you don't realize it when you went i've been there right you you're like no but i'm this is this video games website is so important because you haven't you know been to tenerife for a couple of years yeah so <laughs> i think yeah i think it shouldn't i absolutely of course i absolutely think parental rights is important but i think it should be part of a bigger conversation about for all of us mental health and work-life balance and flexibility for everyone which be can more only denmark. be more denmark be more denmark also also let's all move to denmark yeah. in a nutshell what other things would you say would like ideally you'd like to see happen like if you were back in as an employer or let's say your business grows even bigger and then you guys start getting even more staff and you start doing those contracts and things like that what's the kind of key things that you'd want to put to foster a really great inclusive and better work environment from old I, I think it's about trust and trusting that people can be grown-ups and that, like you were saying Helen they, they will do the work and you know it's like the old thing of the work sort of stretches to fit fit the time allotted so I think and I say if someone says I need to work from home today mm -hmm. trust that they're going to do that if they don't do that you'll know about it and you can work it out you can deal with it but you know just just stuff like that there are there are you know we, we know of people women especially who've who've asked to work from home one day we can just been told no for what, yeah. what does that say about what that boss thinks of you and your work ethic and your talent you know I find that really disrespectful so I think yeah that would that would be one for me yeah and I I just remember um I asked for like sort of more flexible working and they said well you know we can reject reject it on grounds of business needs and things like that so I think that was that was kind of hurtful that was just and you, like were a doing, you weren't like doing brain surgery were you doing no like... doing admin basically yeah. and there were things that's like well what that was just i think a, a way in which they could just refuse it and again it was from a woman who um didn't have children not that i'm better um but <laughs> also, I, again we also know women who've been told oh but if we give it to you we have to give it to everyone so give it to everyone do you know what i mean like the world the world will will well, still turn well, it's just yeah. crazy turn well i mean i think it's just crazy when turning down you know working from home especially when it's things that can be done anywhere as long as you've got computer 
yeah. it doesn't yeah. really make like you have to physically be in this certain room and sitting in front of you I mean for you know anyway the looking at dots and cats on you know sitting in front of you whereas at home probably more productive because you're a bit more chill and yeah well, I've, I've and seen it work the, the startup I mentioned when we started there was about 12 of us and everybody worked from home sometimes if we needed to be in the same room we would go and work in Rupert's mum and dad's house <laughs> like it was in their extension it was hilarious and that company grew and grew and grew and is now massively successful and has been sold and all of that and they have they do have a big office and lots mm. of people work there but also some of the key people work from home because they live in London that's where they live and where their family is and the office is in Brighton and my friend Ollie goes to Brighton once a week and he's the boss of the website but it works because he's trusted to do the work and he does the work I mean it's not you know rocket science so yeah I think sort it out <laughs> I think what's interesting about that as well like when we're mentioning startups and then you know and versus like the other places where there's got no set policy with businesses and things like that. Did you find when you were at that startup, they were a bit more flexible or were they still like, oh, I don't know what to do when you said you're going on maternity leave or being the only woman there? Like, well, was at that point, I've been there years and years and it was a bigger company. I mean, I will say that when we started, the problem was sort of the opposite. The problem was we were all working too hard. So we were all working from home, but a lot of us found it very hard to switch off. We would start mm. at 8 a.m. every day to get the news going and then we were supposed to finish sort of 5, 6, but many of us would be working into the night just because we believed in the project and again oh video games is so important <laughs> um so that working from home does have its own it's not you know it's not Denmark mm. it's not the utopia it does have its own <laughs> issues and you have to monitor that as well I think um but yeah when, when it when the company was was a bit bigger was when I went on maternity leave and they were very supportive and very you know um yeah it, it, it was it was all right but when I went and when I went back I said I only wanted to go back two days a week and they were great and they said I think to be honest they were anxious because I was the first woman in fact only to do it I think they were anxious not to mess it up and to kind of get it right so they said yes of course you can work two days a week and then after sort of a year or two I actually found that wasn't working wasn't really working for them it wasn't really working for me because I couldn't get everything I wanted to do done in that time and I didn't feel I was making enough of a contribution and of course by that time I'd met Helen and we'd started Scummy Mummies so eventually um, I was able to quit that job because we were making upwards of £18 a week yes. so uh, yeah and then we, we sort of moved on but it was it was difficult working all that out and looking back I remember talking to my boss I'm still friends with about that and he was like you know yeah I think we, we made some errors trying to make a role for you when what we should have done is looked at your talents and let you just keep on doing what you're doing but do less of it so I think maybe that's something worth looking at as well if someone's coming back from maternity leave if they want to do shorter hours fine but then work out what's the best use of their time what's how can they maximize their contribution within that time yeah when when coming back from maternity leave did you feel that you know there's I, I always wonder this especially I mean a lot of a lot of companies are doing a lot better on it in terms of like they'll say to people who even up to a year you know come and do a check-in once a month come in for like a team lunch or at least like come in for like a couple of hours do a meeting just to kind of like keep your foot in the door in terms of knowing what's going on who's here having a chat and getting that personal time but when when do you come back and it's suddenly that big shift again of going back into work, even if it's, you know, two days a week or three days a week or four days a week, you know, what have been the hardest things when doing that? Is it that, who are you people? Like, you're, you're now my boss? Oh, oh you're, you're my colleague or is it the tasks? Do you feel like it's been like on hold for so long that it's 
affected you or is that just a common misconception? Uh, I think I I was very much like a nine to five job. I worked for the Arts Council, which is a government organisation. And I came back and I think um, I think, yeah, they were very gentle on me. And I kind of was kind of keen to go back uh, to hit the ground running. And they're like, oh, no, no. In in another way, they not babied me, but I sort of was like, no, I want grown up. I want grown up time now. And I think a lot of and I know this is true for a lot of other friends is they get not demoted, but they get much more sort of roles that they they could probably easily do and they want that challenge um so I think that's what I found a little bit frustrating as I like no I've a whole I've had a year away from work and I want to kind of get my teeth into something and then the arts council had a restructure and then I got offered a much less senior role and they're like well you can either take redundancy or you can have a much junior role and I was like I think I'll take the check, thanks, and rather than demote myself even more because I felt like I'd already had the year out and then I was sort of even lower down in the ranks. And that That's sort of really demoralising because, like, you've spent... I mean, it's a lovely time spending time with your baby, but you are going, here's the monkey and all that sort of stuff, and you, you, you're keen oh, I hate to, that monkey. I hate, I hate it. it, no, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so I think you, you want that sort of challenge as well. And I think that's a misconception as well. It's like, oh, well, oh, they're a parent, so they're obviously thick. Yeah. Now that you guys do work for yourselves and you have your own business and very various business lines. All business, all the time. That's our catchphrase, isn't it? We love to business. <laughs> totally business. Just businessing. Yeah, yes. totes biz. I'm businessing yeah. right now. <laughs> Uh, so um when it when it comes to like working for yourselves though and we're talking about when it was in like let's say in a startup environment so like, when do you start and stop because especially if you're at home and doing things and then you're like can go into the evening and things like that when you work for yourself entrepreneur it's there's no real because there are no set nine to fives because there's no set times and someone else paying a wage and everything that you doing time is your money for every project that you do when do you get that balance and switch off or Well, we find it yourself. hard to switch on many days. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> Sometimes we um, have to turn ourselves family. off and back on again. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that is a big uh, issue because, like, we're just about to head into our Christmas tour. So uh, it's going to be incredibly busy and we've got to write and rehearse it. And and um, But then we're going to, we say, to balance that, we'll have a really quiet January. So we, we're really conscious of um, seeing our children sometimes and our husbands occasionally. Um, and we always have, like, the school holidays off and all those sort of things. And that that is, for me, fantastic because I know friends who only get five weeks a year have to balance out all the school holidays. So I think, and also Ellie and I are really conscious. And we, when we're, we're sort of look, looking at a big tour next year and we said to the potential tour managers, look, we only want to be away two nights a week because we want to... We want to have that time with our kids as well. So I think we're, we, you know, we don't often get it right. Sometimes we have too much time working and not enough time um, to rest, but um, we are really conscious of that. Would you say that's right or right if I misrepresented us? Yeah, I think that's right. I think, again, that is something that is not unique to our business specifically, but, but I think we're lucky that we can say to each other, I tell you what, shall we take august off basically because nobody wants to come and see our show because they're all on holiday we'll record a load of, we'll work really hard in july and record a load of podcasts get them all edited so they're ready to go and then we'll just say you know or there have been times where you've gone to australia for a few weeks and i've just sort of kept the business running or when i had joe you kept it going so but again because we're both mums and because we both are living it it's very easy to say to someone actually um yeah i'm going to be knackered in january because we've done all that christmas stuff or actually i want to finish for Christmas on this date because I want to see my kids 
kids for the 12 hours before Christmas Day. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we've we've never disagreed about that. No, no, we haven't. And I think that's it. And we always sort of do it right. And, we, and now, even though we're, we're sort of like co-directors and we, you know, we're always on stage together and all that sort of stuff, we have quite defined roles. Like Ellie edits some podcasts and then I'll upload it to the website and do some social media, but she does social media as well. So we try and kind of balance it out as much as we can. And we just try and share the admin. So if yeah. like if one of us is doing something else that day, the other person will do the emails or vice versa. And yeah. you know, so yeah, we try and There's we, always we someone to of, catch, catch. We sort of job share a lot of the things, yeah. not all the things. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Thank you very much, Helen and Ellie, for coming on. Thank you for and having us. Thank you. Been awesome, and it's been so nice to laugh so much during a podcast too. Um, so, and all you listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. And don't forget, you can find show notes and helpful articles under the Work and Management channel on uk.finance.yahoo.com. And if you like this episode, which I'm sure you have, please rate, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. And while you're at it. Why don't you download the awesome Scummy Mummies podcast? Why don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Give what them a follow doing? on Instagram as well. Thank go you. on. Go and on. if you can get out the house, go and see one of those shows on their live tour coming up. And last but not least, please download the Yahoo Finance app as well for unparalleled access to data and alerts on the go. It's one of my favourite apps for alerts. I'll say that. And I'm sandbagging. You can't have that. too much data. You cannot have too much data. Everyone knows that. Yahoo Finance presents It's a Jungle Out There. Produced by Liana Brinded and Caitlin Mercer. Recorded, edited, and mixed by Lolita Laguna. And music by Gregory Moore. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.